You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey Purpose Chasers, welcome back to this edition of the Prey, Plan and Slay podcast. Today we have Savon Zoe. Siobhan is a Zimbabwean-born child of God living in Australia for over 15 years. She accepted Jesus Christ around the tender age of 21 years old, and her ultimate desire is to do the will of God and to make the Lord God proud. With a strong passion for women, and particularly women in ministry, Siobhan finds fulfillment in answering complex Bible questions, preaching and teaching the gospel in its simplicity. As an avid teacher of God's Word, her teachings are available across YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and most recently TikTok. Welcome to the podcast, Siobhan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited today. (laughs) We're so excited to have you here and you are coming to us all the way from what I feel like is the other side of the world. It really is. It is. We're so glad that even with the time difference, we were able to get you on the show. Now, before we get started, please tell us a fun fact about you that is not in your bio. Oh, gosh. Fun fact about me. I was born in Zimbabwe, uh, live in Australia. That's in my bio. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to cheat. Let me see. Fun fact about me. I am learning new things this year. That's my goal this year is to learn one new thing a month. I just started baking, which has been terrifying to say the least. But that's a fun fact about me. I'm trying something new every month. It's going well. Almost got the house done with the baking, but it's going well. That is really, that's a really good thing to do. Try something new. Baking, I would say, is not the easiest. Mm. At least for me, I love to cook, but baking requires you actually following instructions. Yes, yes. Which I am not great at because, you know, when you're cooking, you can add a little bit more salt here or a little bit more spice here, but you can't really do that when you're baking. So good Mm. on you for learning that. (laughs) Thank you. It's going well. I will say I'm baking easy stuff. So, so far, so good. But that's a random fact about me that I haven't told anyone I've been doing this year. That is great. Now, we heard in your bio that you are a YouTuber. You've started a YouTube channel where you are helping women of faith with complex Bible issues. What led you to becoming a YouTuber or starting a YouTube channel? It was a really random day. I can't remember. I, I love YouTube. So I, I spent a lot of time and I moved to Australia because I didn't really have many you know, friends in my area until I kind of became more established in Australia. So I remember I was on YouTube and this girl asked a big YouTuber, she's still a big YouTuber to this day, huge following. She asked her a, a question about her faith because she mentioned she was Christian in the comment section. And her response was, I don't discuss my faith on this channel because it was more like a beauty sort of thing, which fair enough, you know, it's your, it's your page, you do what you want. And it instantly just hit me. The Holy Spirit said, start a YouTube channel to answer questions. So I did. And it took off. It, it grew really fast. And sometimes, you know, I was still learning in the faith. So I've redone a lot of my old videos, but it was, 
it was just this need. And, and I honestly could not believe how many people had questions and are in these churches. But, you know, if you're in a big church, it is hard to find someone to ask a simple question, you know? So they would ask me basic questions and just kept growing and growing and advice. And, you know, we started this little community, but it was all based on someone asking a question. And I remember I replied to her comment and I just, it was just a simple, you know, Christian based question. And I replied to that girl's comment and that was what started my YouTube. But I had a YouTube before that, but it was based on makeup and God sort of took me on a different turn when it came to that. So yeah, that's how it started. Oh, I love how God can use us and use just the little things that we may not even be focusing on to send us down or guide us down a path of where he called us to. I think it's so amazing that you spend time answering those questions that we we need answers to, because you're right. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we may be in a big church or we may be new to faith and we have questions and just having somebody that's able to answer it because we have the Bible and yes, we can read the Bible, but sometimes we need somebody to break it down. Yes, that's exactly it. And that was the biggest issue. Yeah, that people just can't break it down. There's just that little bit of misunderstanding and you can't stand up in church and ask. So yeah, it was just a great platform to be able to just help anyone that needs help. Exactly. And I I think it's so important. And I I mean, right now, I'm very appreciative that there are the Bible is translated into so many different versions. Mm -hmm which is what mm-hmm. I, I find helpful because I know mm-hmm. if that if I was new to the faith, having to read just the King James Version, I would yes. have been very confused. <laughs> I Honestly. like that different versions make it plain. Mm-hmm. And one of the things yeah. I was speaking at a conference and another gentleman on a panel had said in answering a question, if you are unsure about anything in the Bible, mm-hmm. he said, go mm-hmm. to the children's version. It will make it as plain as possible and you can take Mm. it from there. And I thought that was really a a great point because it wouldn't be something that I would even consider. No way. That's really good. I'm taking that. Yeah. (laughs) brilliant. But, but, you know, you have to be able to understand on all levels Mm -hmm. and nobody's judging you if you don't understand. So having a free forum to ask questions, to feel involved, to feel like somebody's understanding Mm -hmm. you and no question is a stupid question Mm -hmm. because I know sometimes people get embarrassed with their questions. I think that's just absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's a great, it's been a blessing. Sometimes it does take it was overwhelming at some point because there were just so many emails because it's not just the YouTube, but the email attached to YouTube and people had so many, you know, situations that I'd never encountered and asking for advice. So I think building a community of people that can support each other through really challenging times. And sometimes they'll send me follow-up emails and I'm just like, I've seen you grow. Like I've, I've walked this walk with you for the last six years. That's crazy. But God is good. God really is good. He definitely is. And I know you focus not only on the simple questions, but even the complex Bible questions that people have, you're able to answer it in in a way they understand. So why did you decide to focus on the complex Bible questions? And also tell us what some of the complex Bible questions that are frequent that people have, you know, are asking time and time again. So I think it was just the nature of the question. So it started off by when I initially started, I used to call it the you asked questions, you asked section, sorry. And it would basically be a question I got in my email and or comment section, or usually I preferred email because they were quite long. 
And they would just be answered based on that. But then I started to address certain topics that, you know, God pressed on my heart, reading the Bible, the basic stuff. But the complex questions usually came from the subscribers. And sometimes I was just like, I've never been through this. The most common one in one year was about anger. And then a few months later, I haven't yet addressed that one. It's coming this April. But one of the questions I got was about parents. And I was like, okay, parents, toxic parents, you know, the Bible says to honor your mother and father. How do I do that? And then it would like literally in a month, just back to back questions about toxic parents. I was like, what is going on here? And a lot of them, you know, I've never faced the situations they'd face. So I couldn't give them based on my experience and my testimony. I had to really take, I think about three months to answer some of them because I had to see God and really ask God, what am I supposed to say to this person? To help them, they live in their parents' house. You know, some of them are under 18 and their parents may be abusive or stuff that I've just, you know, horrendous stuff that they've gone through. And that was probably the hardest bunch of questions. Well, lately, they've just been more relationship-based. And, you know, I'm courting this guy. What do I do? Do I do this? How do I stay pure? You know, but in the beginning years, it was very deep and egregious stuff that people would, you know, be open about. and. If I'm being honest, sometimes I I couldn't answer it straight away. So I would say, I'm going to get back to you because I had to seek the Lord in prayer and not let myself get affected by their emails because some people really just go through things. And I always say that life is complex. And I'd say that that was probably the most challenging is dealing with young people, you know, going through these things in relationships or family. You can't tell them to leave their, their parental home because they live there. That's their dependency. And yeah, it took a lot of wisdom. The Holy Spirit had to really give me a lot of wisdom with those ones. But in the end, you know, some of them have come back and said, you know, I now live with this person. I've got married. I have children. I'm like, I've seen you take on that advice and God's continued to bless you and lift you. And I don't know, it just, it, it makes it fulfilling. I really think that YouTube can be a ministry in itself and I may never get a pulpit ever in my life, but I feel like YouTube is my pulpit. I feel like there's so many opportunities that God has given me. It's usually via email, but the complex questions never stopped coming. At some point I had to ask my husband to help me because I couldn't answer like 10 questions a day. I was like, oh, this is overwhelming. And yeah, we've seen them grow. A lot of them still subscribe. It's been six years for some of them. And I just see them changing and growing and starting their own channels or, you know, starting to preach the gospel in their own way. So it's been a blessing. I definitely think it's been a blessing. That is absolutely um, phenomenal that you were, well, that God had given you the patience and the wisdom to deal with such, such complex issues. Because I mean, mm. toxic parents, that is, that's a doozy. <laughs> that is like a big one and, and definitely giving advice. And I'm so glad that you weren't quick to answer but you know you were following the wisdom of the holy of the holy mm -hmm. spirit and saying you know what god i need your help with how to answer these questions mm -hmm. but also being able to be there because some people as we said before don't feel free enough to have these mm -hmm. conversations even with people in their immediate circle but having that's somebody true. that's trusted but still at sort of like at at, at a distance sort of like mm -hmm. going to therapy you know, it you have is, to trust yeah. the person you can ask questions to. It's not that maybe a person you see every day, but you trust them. You can ask questions. 
to them. And and God always, I feel like, assigns us a certain section of people or a sector of the vineyard that we are to focus on. And he's given you that area, those people that are connected with you. And what I like is that not only are you able to help them, not only are you able to seek God, answer the question, but even six years, like you said, down the line, they're still connected. They're still coming back and saying, Hey, this is what's happened. I, 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 I've listened and I followed and I've grown with the Lord. And I think that's also very important because if each believer helped just one person and that mm-hmm. one person went on to help two people and those two people mm-hmm. went on to help three people the world would be flourishing yes i agree with that yeah Definitely. absolutely flourishing mm-hmm. so yeah. i think that you know this is really an amazing area for for someone like yourself to go into and and for god to lead you into this area and I, it's just mm-hmm. very it makes my heart smile. I don't know how else to put it in words. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. I think the hardest thing has been seeing people going through things. You you don't realize what people carry on social media because everyone appears happy. And then you get this email. Like I think lately I've been doing phone calls, which I never used to do before. And you spend like an hour just counseling someone. But on Instagram or you know Facebook, they seem the happiest. So that's been an eye opener that everyone carries different stories. So. Yeah, that is true. And I think one thing where, you know, you are using social media and YouTube to uplift people a lot of times, I guess, because we're in a generation where we only see the happy, we get into a funk trying to compare ourselves to other people, to what they're experiencing, thinking that we're, you know, we're living life the same way, but why aren't we as happy as the next person? Not knowing all that they are going through outside of the outside of the pretty face and the smiles mm. and the happy family that's being shown to the rest of the world. It's true. Very true. Yeah. So when you are dealing with these issues, and I, I know we touched on toxic par- parents, but you also said, you know, you're having recently a lot of relationship questions. What advice are you giving to help these people who connect with you to grow and to move in the right direction? So I think one of the things that I noticed is because most of the people, except for one girl who's followed me, I think six or seven years now, she can't go to church because she's on a very small island. And that's been a challenge throughout the years. So we've given her advice to just watch online. She's She can't, you know, obviously catch a boat or anything like that to church. So I've always said, you, you know, the body is the church. So you are the church. So you don't need a physical building. But one of the things that I realize with people that have the privilege of attending a physical church is we depend on maybe the pastors or the preachers. So one of the teachings that I've always reiterated is it's not me that's given you this miracle. It's Jesus. It's not me that you depend on. Yes, I can pray for you. Yes. You know, I want you to, you know, ask for advice and I'm open to give you advice, but I want them to develop their own relationship with the word of God, with the Holy Spirit for themselves, because that's a big thing. Like in this, in these last days, the Bible says, even the very elect, if it were possible, can be deceived. So if you don't have that basis on the word of God for yourself, it is worrying. It is concerning because you can be easily deceived by all these different doctrines that come up and all these different things. So I always tell them, go for the word, go for the word, stick to the word of God and Because of that, the ones that come back always tell me, oh, I applied this that you said like six years ago, and I've been going to church, I've been doing this, I've been serving, and this is what's happened. It wasn't because my advice was 
just my own wisdom, but I'd always give them the word because they can go back to the word. They can, maybe I'll disappear, you know, maybe I'll delete my, ch- my channel, my, you know, my email, but the word still remains. And it has all these years for a reason because it's the sustenance that every Christian and every child of God needs. So I think that's one of the things that I just keep, whatever advice I give, whether it be relationships or financial or marriage or I don't know. Some people ask me some funny things sometimes. I don't care what the question is. I'm going to find it in the word of God, which is another reason I sometimes tell them I'll, I'll take time because I've got to see God in his word and in prayer and say, Lord, what does the scripture say about this? Because I can give you uh, my own advice. I can give you my own wisdom, but that won't last. It will change. I'll, I'll grow. I'll make mistakes and I'll learn. But the word of God is that stable, reliable means of you know, wisdom and we need to seek that. So I think I really reiterated that with my audience. And I think they, they know when they come and ask for advice that it's not going to be, I think you should do this. It's, this is what the Bible says. And this is the translation or the understanding that I received. And this is the prayer I have for you. So I would say basis on the word of God, always basing everything on the word of God. That is so very important. And I think it's very important for everyone really has a strong foundation Mm -hmm. that you should have your own relationship with God. You should Mm -hmm. read your Bible for yourself. And I think a lot of times persons may go to church and they rely on what the pastor says. They'll rely on what the prophet says, but they don't go and I want to say, quote unquote, fact check it for themselves. So if you Mm -hmm. don't go and read your Bible for yourself, then you might be missing something. You might be misunderstanding it and you're just taking somebody else's word for it. But Mm -hmm. if you go and read the Bible for yourself and you hear something, it it really resonates in your spirit. So when you hear something that is Mm -hmm. out of touch or something Mm -hmm. that that sounds a bit off to you and you go to your Mm -hmm. Bible, you say, okay, this is not completely right. Lord, please Mm -hmm. show me what what is the right way to go so there's always it is always great to have that strong foundation it's not just great yeah. it's essential yes yes 100% i agree with that it is definitely essential mm-hmm. now what advice would you have for women who are looking at your youtube page thinking that you are so you know courageous and 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 just strong just following the will of god for your life no matter what what advice would you have for women who want to do the same thing who want to courageously follow god in their everyday life it's a great question i think one of the things that was most challenging on my page my youtube page had reached the biggest views was i got so much criticism because obviously being a woman and you know some people believe that women shouldn't preach constantly get that. And I kept thinking, God, but you told me to start this. So one of us can't be wrong in this situation. It's definitely not God. So one of the things that I had to do is ignoring, I always say it like this, that I always silence the voice of the world. In order for us to, as women, to fulfill our purpose, we have to silence the voice of the world. And sometimes that means our minds, our self-doubts. Sometimes that means our family, because I think for I was blessed to have a family that supported my YouTube. You know, they would you know, make sure they're quiet if I'm filming or, you know, support me on setting up my backdrops or whatever it was. But some people aren't privileged enough to have a safe space to create content or to fulfill their purpose outside of their home. But you have to silence the voice of the world. And a second thing that I would say is just start. One of the things the Holy Spirit always reminds me of is he said to me, start and I'll do the rest. And it's always carried me. It's been like 10 years since he said that. And I've always, you know, gone back to that message that he said, just start, I'll do the rest. 
our job is not to do things perfect. Our job is to start because God is the perfecter of everything. He is the one that gives us the the encouragement to do it, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So I'm not doing it for me. So I have to just, I have to take myself out of the situation and not compare myself as well, because I did take a break on YouTube and my following dropped and views dropped. And I would get people messaging me like, oh, you've fallen off. And I just think if one person, I've always said this, if one person receives my message, that is all I need. I don't need 10 billion people to see it or 7 billion people rather, 7 billion people to see it. I need one person to receive this word and take it. So not comparing yourself, starting, just start, take that first step like Peter out of that boat. You just need to take the first step looking at Jesus and then just silencing the voice of the world because whatever your purpose is, it might not be on social media. It might be to be a dentist. You just have to silence the voice of the world and get to studying. You can't compare yourself to other dentists. You know, whatever it is, I believe that every woman has to fulfill their purpose because we're constantly told by the world what the world wants to define us. The world is telling us, you're just a housewife. You're just a mom. And I always tell people like beyond that, surely God has created us for more. You know, that's a blessing. That is, that is a gift of God, in fact. But it's not the only gift. Many women are so gifted and they're great mothers. They're great wives, but they're also great teachers. They teach their children. So that teaching gift is there. So why not utilize that, whether it means you're teaching in your home, whether it means you're teaching online, whatever it is. I think that women are multifaceted for a reason. That's why God gave us this, this gift of being a woman. So we have to run our race and fulfill our purpose. And that might mean silencing the voices in our heads that tell us you're not good enough, that you're, you know, you're not worthy enough. You're not a great speaker. You're not this, you're not that. All those knots are not from God. They're all from the devil to stop us, to make us, you know, diminish the gift and the light of God on us. And we can't let him, you know, that's one of the things, the three things that I, I think that have carried me through all these years and will continue to carry me through all these years. That was such great advice. You said, just start and God will do the rest. Don't compare. You have to take the first step. And those are great bits of, of, of advice because Sometimes when we think about starting, when we think about being courageous, when we think about following what God wants us to do, we try and think too far into mm. the future, right? Yeah. We're, we're trying to think, okay, let's say you wanted to start a podcast. You're mm. worried about, are you going to have, I don't know, 10,000 listeners, mm. not actually focusing on, am I going to do the first episode? So sometimes yes. forward thinking mm. is what is actually preventing us from starting. Instead of taking just the the first step, I, I've mm-hmm. I've shared this story before, and I've probably it's probably been a little while, but when I just started this podcast way back in 2019, I know mm-hmm. that I was supposed to start this podcast. I started in September. I was supposed to start the podcast earlier in the year, mm-hmm. and I kept overthinking what I needed to do. So I bought a podcast because I had no idea how to I had not even the slightest clue how to create a <laughs> podcast, and I bought a course. Yeah. And I bought the course and the course sat undone in my email mm. box and have, haven't logged in because mm. I knew that the course was going to take me weeks to finish. Weeks. Mm. So I just procrastinated, really. Mm. One day mm. I decided to open up the course. It might have been maybe June or July, knowing that it was only going to take me two hours to complete. And I mm. wasted all that time for no reason because I was in my head, creating all the scenarios of things I needed to do instead of just starting. 
So sometimes we work ourselves out. So it's very important, like Siobhan said, just start and let God do Mm -hmm. the rest. Don't worry about where this is going to come from, where that's going to come from, where the listeners are going to come from, if they're going to even like it. That's not your worry. Your worry is following God's instruction. He will do the rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. All right, Siobhan, this has been a great conversation. But before we go, I have one last question for you. So before we go, can you tell us your top three tips for making sure that we are always walking in line with the will of the Lord for our lives? Oh, that's good. I think one of the things that's helped me, because I, I did have to be chastised and rebuked the other day about it, is one, the Bible says in Habakkuk 2, I think it's two to three. It says, write the vision on the tablet and make it plain. And though it may tarry, it will come to pass. So write everything that God has told you to do, the will of God for your life, writing it down and going back to it on seasons where you're doubting it. Because sometimes, you know, like you said about the podcast, maybe your fear is that you won't have a lot of listeners. And so you forget why you started. You didn't start for the listeners. You started because God gave you that idea. So I always go back to why I started and I wrote it down. I've got my visions and my testimonies about things. I wrote it down and I go back. The second thing I would say is to not compare yourself. I can't stress this enough because I've obviously been in ministry for a while now, but I've seen people accomplish who started after me accomplish in a sense, quote unquote, accomplish more than me. And I would start to feel like, God, but what about me? What about me? And God had to remind me, you didn't start because you're the most qualified or because you're the better candidate. I I sent you for this. That person is sent for that. And in the body, I, I keep having this analogy this past few months about if we are the body of Christ, the leg can't compete with the hand. So we all have to function in unity as the body in different ways, just like the hand can't do what the leg does. Or, you know, that would be, you know, kind of interesting to watch. But, you know, I think that I had to stop comparing myself. That's one of the advices I would give. The second thing, do not compare your your purpose, your your purpose for that God has given you to anybody else. Just encourage yourself in the Lord and say, you know what, this is what I've got to do. That's what they they have to do and pray for them to fulfill their purpose. Because like you said, if the body fulfills their purposes and in, in its authenticity, there'll be so much more saved so much more conversions in the body of Christ. But I had to stop comparing myself, especially recently, because I I do have a lot of, you know, enjoyment, I think, and fulfillment in social media. So I'm on there a lot. And that comparison can come. And I had to keep telling myself, that person's not the leg. They may be the arm. I may be the leg. It's okay. It's okay. Keep running. And the third thing I would say is definitely for people to, especially as young women, to not Look at yourself like you're less than. I think that we have an inferiority complex that's been ingrained in us from culture and from an African background. So from culture that you're not going to ever achieve anything over this benchmark. We have this like ceiling that the the world has placed on us. But I've seen amazing things that women have done. And amazing doesn't need to be grand. It could be amazing that they have raised three beautiful children. That's still an amazing feat. And I think I've had to just try my best to reiterate it to my audience that self-confidence doesn't come from self, but from God. You know, the confidence that we have should come from him. That self-esteem doesn't come from us. It comes from him because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. A lot of women don't fulfill their purpose, or a lot of men, I'd say, even don't fulfill their purpose because they lack 
that self-confidence, that self-esteem. You're constantly comparing yourself. You're constantly feeling like you're not good enough. You can't achieve enough. And I've had to battle these same feelings, but I say this all the time that my parents raised me to never put my head down, always lift your head up, even in the worst of circumstances. And a lot of God's people really need that self-confidence. It doesn't come from social media or dressing the best or having money. It comes from God because that fulfillment, that wholeness comes from Him. And we battle a lot with depression, especially in Australia. There's a lot of depression throughout this entire country. It's because we lack our identity in God. And I think I've had to really discover that. That's another one of the questions I get. How do I build my self-confidence? I keep telling people the name self-confidence is deceptive because we think it comes from us. It doesn't. It comes from God. And I just encourage anyone that whatever God has asked you to do, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be aligned. I didn't start my YouTube channel with thousands of dollars worth of equipment. I didn't start how I am now. I don't still have what other people have, but what I have, I use. I've seen people use a $10,000 light. I just laughed when I saw those numbers. I said 10000 for a light. <laughs> That's what they can afford. doesn't mean that I used to use natural lighting in my window. doesn't mean that I can't still do what God's asked me to do. So starting is an important part, but also not comparing yourself, not looking down on your purpose, not feeling infi- this inferiority complex that we have, not being arrogant, but not an inferiority complex either. Be humble, yes, but know that you can start what God's asked you to do and do it how he's asked you to do it in the time that he's asked you to do it because delayed obedience is still disobedience. So when I started my YouTube, it wasn't perfect. I didn't understand anything about editing. I, I'm self-taught. Everything I've learned, I've had to study and I'm sharing as much as I can with people, but I always tell them it starts with you. It starts with you figuring things out for yourself. And and that drive has to come from God, going back to God and saying, God, strengthen me. You know, Paul would ask the church to pray for him for boldness because Paul wasn't a good orator. Some some writers say he was boring, you know. So if you can ask for prayers, we can ask for prayers too. We can ask people to pray for us and encourage us when we feel down but sometimes you just got to go back to God and say God remind me why you asked me to start and that's that's going to sustain you that's going to keep you going throughout any challenges any days where you feel like you don't want to get up and shoot your podcast or you know deliver your content or preach that message God remind me why I started and that's why I said that it's important to write notes because those notes are are like a reminder that I, I think everyone needs once in a while, especially when the enemy tries to discourage us. That is amazing advice. And you started with one of my favorite scriptures in Habakkuk. I always struggle with that one. Um, <laughs> I know. With right division and make it clean yeah. and just following what God mm. has instructed you to do. So mm. Siobhan, this has been an amazing interview. You have dropped some gems And I know the Purpose Chasers who are listening are just taking note of everything you are saying. Purpose Chasers, of course, connect with Siobhan. Siobhan, before we go, please tell us how we can connect with you on social media and, of course, how we can follow your YouTube page. So I tried to put my name as everything else, but there's another Siobhan Zoe somewhere in the world, which I wish she wouldn't have. (laughs) But I'm on social media, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I don't use Twitter as much because it's a bit of an interesting app for me, but it's just Siobhan Zoe and my YouTube is the same, Siobhan, S-I-O-B-H-A-N, Zoe, Z-A-O-Z-O-E. I forgot how to spell my name. (laughs) It's one of them days, isn't it? Yeah, so I'm, I'm on most social media platforms and 
I try my best to use them to preach the gospel wherever possible. So yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. I could have talked to you for a long more, a lot more time than we have right now. I enjoyed it. It was really good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And Purpose Chasers, of course, as you know what Siobhan has said, I'm going to put in the show notes so you can click the link to her social media, to her YouTube, so you can connect with her and tell her that you heard her on the podcast. Siobhan, again, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you have a blessed, blessed day. All right, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe and also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Pray, Plan, Slay Podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire. 